0: Welcome back to another episode of Multimedia Madness. It has been a while, folks, but we are back again here on this epic podcast. i in my house, just chillaxing. It's two days before school starts. I can't wait to get back to the routine, bring on some new hosts, the whole exciting experience, and who knows, maybe we'll get Alec and John back. Questions, questions possibilities but today i'm joined by a very unique host uh she is close to me in my family Ooh, not not a cousin too ain't that a plus it's my sister sarah say hi hi yep she's here um, my sister sarah coolio and although we live in this house together we have experienced one common annoying thing that is crappy Netflix movies. We have seen so many crappy Netflix movies and shows, but mostly movies over the joint years. And today I think it will be a prime topic during quarantine when everyone probably watched Netflix and all that other stuff to experience the utterness of terribleness. This this is this, this. That is the bad Netflix movies. Now tell me sir, out of all of the Netflix movies we have seen What is the worst to you?
1: The worst to me? Um, I gotta say, I really didn't like the second After movie called After We Collided.
0: Yes. So, for us, we have deduced that there are four major movies and or series that we've watched. There's the After series, which is based off of a Wattpad? Yes, a Harry Styles Wattpad. Harry Styles. Mm -hmm. It's terrible terribly cringy. We've watched The Kissing Booth, 1, 2, and 3, and they are all really bad. We've watched Ladybird, a movie that has been acclaimed critically as really good, but from our perspective, it is really bad. And what was that last one? After.
1: The first of the To All the Boys Ever Loved
0: series. Yes, that one, which was...
1: It was probably one of the better of the ones that we've seen. It had a plot,
0: which was a plus.
1: I think the characters were at least reasonable. Not always likable, but at least not despised.
0: Well, let's dive into that first, then. Okay, so we have all the boys I've ever loved, liked, written to. It's about... Spoilers ahead, of course. It's about a girl who writes letters to... Boys she has interests in, and they get delivered. Ooh, and awkward scenarios ensue. All right, what are your thoughts on that? I
1: mean, I think the foundation of the movie is a little spotty.
0: Crooked, yeah. It's- yeah, it's it's unrealistic
1: to think that all females do in their free time is write love letters and. Address them because well, we you all know our addresses.
0: What, there's like 3.5 billion, maybe more women on earth. You would probably think one person alive would do that, but it's just the fact that they televised it and be like, yeah, let's make a story about, I don't know, a girl who's having troubles with her love life and then make it extra awkward.
1: I don't know. Some of her motivations seemed off. I mean I understood that she had concerns about certain people knowing
0: well, a... Yeah, what to me what's really kind of confusing is aren't all of these like crushes of hers There are no none of them are really boys that she like loved. They were just people she wanted to meet. Right? Kind of sort of.
1: Yeah, there's a conflicting uh, standpoint in today's society that kind of stipulates that men and women can't just be platonic friends mm-hmm. and I think often genuine friendship can be conser- like, confused with uh, romantic
0: affection mm-hmm. yes yeah that, that's kind of the thing that got me about this movie it wasn't terrible out of all of them it probably has the highest standing in my opinion even though i haven't watched the second one so i don't know about that but it just it, it's a little vexing in the concept where it's yeah these are people i've met once twice a few of them she's met for a couple of years and i have interest in she never is like oh i love this guy i want to date this person specifically because i have very interested in them.
1: Well, she's supposed to be this shy, quirky, kind of innocent...
0: Emphasis wow. on the word quirky. Because uh, every Netflix character has to be quirky and relatable these days. With her army boots and whatever the heck else she had.
1: Pretty hair?
0: Army boots. <laughs> okay. Okay, moving on to the other solo movie we watched so far. Uh, Lady Bird. This movie, in our opinion, is not very good. It was rated quite highly by critics. I believe it has a 99 on Rotten Tomatoes. And in comparison, the esteemed movie of Ratatouille, one of the greatest animated Pixar movies of all time, has like a 93. So the fact that this movie, which came out of nowhere, which has a terrible plot, terrible characters, beats a masterpiece... In critic standards, to Ratatouille, is just insulting.
1: Yeah, I think, besides the obvious questionable ratings, uh, none of the characters were all that likable.
0: Yes, very So, Lady Bird is about a girl who grows up in California. I don't know, what's the town? It starts with an S. Like Sacramento? Sa- yeah, Sacramento. And she she goes to a Christian school, and it pretty much is about how she has big dreams and wants to go to New York, because that's where all the cool people go. And she lives with a very struggling financially family. And she pretty much takes not only everything for granted, but just demands that everything goes her way throughout the story. And, and it seems so insulting as a character, because... You never feel bad for her when something bad actually happens. For example, she lies to a girl about owning a house that she doesn't own. And it tricks her just because... Yeah, to
1: make herself look more wealthy.
0: Exactly. It, it's, uh... Like, have any of you out there ever met someone who's done that exact scenario just because they can? Maybe it's the fact that, like, maybe she lacks common sense. That's a possibility, of course. But the fact that she openly just ignores everything and does whatever she wants, whenever she wants, with no hesitation, can get a little infuriating at times.
1: The attempts at repercussions seem poorly executed.
0: Very, very lackluster, yeah. And when you the thing is, we see this all from Ladybird's perspective. But if you look at it from anyone else's perspective, the mother, the father, the brother, the brother's girlfriend, it's a lot different. Because from the parents' perspective, they have a daughter who's begging them for more and more, and they simply can't supply that. And they keep trying, they keep trying, and then she yells at them and screams at them. And you feel bad for the parents. And for the brother, the brother's just trying to get work. He's just trying to make a living. He's living with his parents who, and his girlfriend is living with them as well and they're obviously struggling. Everyone's struggling and Lady Bird does so little to give an effort to help. She always looks for herself. She gets a job for herself.
1: Yeah. She just <clears throat> doesn't seem that grateful It's like both with family, with academics, with her social life. Oh,
0: definitely that.
1: Um, with, with outside relationships. Um, and internally, she seems very confident and exp- but extremely self centered. Oh, yes. I don't think I really ever once saw her do something that. I consider to be selfless, or yeah, helping other people, or thinking of others. Um, which I get it. You know, it's cutthroat right out there. You got to do.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Because when I'm looking back on the thing, the word I would use is she's very manipulative.
1: Manipulative.
0: She's to her friends. What we distinctly remember is with her best friend, quote unquote. She is friends with her for ages, and the moment she gets an opportunity to hang out with the cool girl, she throws her to the gutter, leaves her at every opportunity that she asks, and at the very end of the movie, she's like, oh, let's go to prom together or something, and they're like, best friends again, and there's no repercussions whatsoever. Wouldn't you be a little annoyed if the person you were best friends with, or just you had a really good friendship with, suddenly disappeared because another person had, I don't know, slightly longer hair than you, and that one aspect was like, ooh, it's totally different, and then the night, uh, you're doing something cool, and you're not mentally prepared. If this person shows up on your doorstep, it's like, let's be best friends again because I want to do that. They don't think about your feelings. Now, of course, this is, I could be wrong, it could be from her friend's perspective that she wanted to get back together as well, but that's just it's manipulative in nature which
1: it's just one of the things that bugs us. I think the thing that bugs me the most is the academic perspective because oh, I yeah. I was recently applying for colleges like within the past year and I'm going off to college soon so I have a bit of an uh, a firsthand
0: understanding
1: experience of the application process and the feelings of rejection, and the feelings of acceptance, and going through financial aid, and things like that, but I also knew that if I wanted to go to certain colleges, or apply to certain colleges, and have a shot at going, I had to have not only a rich uh, experience and essays and curricular activities, but academics. And the movie makes such a show of explaining how she doesn't have
0: a, any of those qualities.
1: But particularly a stable, um, stable grades. She has to throw away her teacher's grade book.
0: Again, spoilers, people.
1: <laughs> to, to, to get a higher grade in her math class. Mind
0: you, that's on a quiz. It's not even on a what, was it on a quiz? No, that wasn't on a quiz. That was the final grade book result, which just seemed.
1: Dave and I, like, chalked a lot of this stuff up to being. the movie being in the um, perspective of the early 2000s. Yeah. So we thought, like, oh, maybe things are different. Like, oh, there's grade books and and people don't have cell phones,
0: which is. Or really old ones, or.
1: really old ones, or laptops that take three hours to load up. Like, things are different. Uh huh. But it still doesn't excuse some of the actions that.
0: Yes, it, it definitely. Which is a really common point we've seen through all of the other Netflix shows we've watched, except for um, for all the guys, whatever that is. <laughs> um, like, characters always just get their way when it comes to schools. For her case, she had nothing going for her. She was. Picky, she was demanding, she didn't have the financial things, which shouldn't be a problem, no, because her parents offered solutions. They did. And she shoved them away because she wanted specific school in New York. And in the end, what happens? She gets that school, she gets the financial aid she needs. All these other things happen around her that really shouldn't in any society. Cuz she doesn't show a skill or or ability that offers anything to that school. She's just like, I want to go here. Please let me go here because I want to go here. And on that topic of wanting to go to a school, Kissing Booth is very, very similar to this concept. The Kissing Booth series is an atrocious mockery to schools all around. In the assumption that in a modern society... We still would allow kissing booths, mind you, the things where you smashes your face together with random people, just because it raises money. Which is a very flawed idea, for starters. Especially
1: for, for high schoolers. Oh, yes. Like, I get it, if it's a kissing booth at a fair, that'd still be really wrong. Yeah. But this was a, a school-organized function.
0: And didn't we deduce that it was pretty much a private high school as well? Because the building, the dress wear, yes. everything. Yes. So this is a private high school. You would think there would be a little more dignity class. Yes. And funnily enough, it also takes place in California. Closer to the beach, though. So it's just is this vexing concept that makes no sense. And the characters in the kissing booth just don't make up their minds at all. There's, what, the girl L Is that her name? Maybe something. Elle is really uh, switchback. She, like... She's so, very
1: two-faced.
0: So the concept is she has her best friend and then her best friend's brother, and she's dating her best friend's brother, and she wants to still be best friends with her best friend and she doesn't know which one to choose and that's the premise of every single movie the first one, that's the problem the second one, that's sort of the problem and the third one, that's the problem again it, it's just
1: doesn't it's come. all about her having to decide and the thing is it's her having to decide between two very specific options
0: very very specific
1: uh, I think in life it's more you do have to choose, but nothing is so straightforward as I can go with A or B, or I can go with one or two. It's always like, here's a Rubik's Cube options for you. Good luck.
0: They should call it Decision Booth because that's all she does the entire movie series. And, and the, the, the guys, the best friend and the brother aren't really any better at this concept, like if one of them gets picked over the other they react as if it's the end of the world or if a a scenario is happening where l is involved ooh, it's big important scenario it's not like okay this person has a life you're telling me in a modern society you can't stay in contact with your best friend for however long you want to
1: yeah i think i'm also just bothered because a lot of people don't think about other people's perspective. It's like oh this is only something that's affecting me and it's like...
0: Well I think that's one of the nice things that the third movie did is because it's like the father is trying to date a new woman and Ella's reacting really harshly to that. It's like wow I can't believe you're so rude pretty much. It's just
1: weird because I, I mean it portrays the main character has a, has like a healthy family relationship,
0: uh-huh. but then
1: sometimes that just kind of gets thrown out the window. Yeah. And it's like, what what brought this up? That you're suddenly taking out all your rage on your poor working father who's just trying to support you for and, and college.
0: Then, so, in order of the movies, the first one's pretty bad. The second one is also pretty bad. <laughs> it does have some characters I do like about. Marco or Pablo, whatever his name is, he's this weird I don't know, transfer transfer student, and then the third one's just a, just a mangle of terrible things. But what really gets me about this series it's this mockery towards video games. Oh. Video games are so affected in this, and they just destroy them as a culture. They use Dance Dance Revolution as a form of friendship and bonding. But they put it to such efforts that to anyone who actually just plays Dance Dance Revolution for fun, it seems like they're doing it just to show off, which is kind of annoying. But what really, really gets me going is Mario Kart. They dare mock the classic. Not even just Mario Kart in general. They dare mock the classic Mario Kart games by using lunchboxes. And then in the third movie, this abhorrent, utterly diabolical scene of Mario Kart racing. And it's just so cringy to watch. And it's so mocking. The costumes are terrible. Marco in his Wario costume is pretty good. And he wins too. So... I'm a little less offended by that, but just the take on it and how they do it and the fact that they're it's just them playing Mario Kart and they're attacking people who are just playing the game or just go-karting because they want to go-kart. So it, it's like, imagine if I don't know you're going on a walk and someone throws a water balloon at you, and they're like, Yeah, we're playing a water balloon fight, and you're just a bystander, so you take millions of water balloons in the face. Which is kind of what happens. So and the greatest offense to all video games whatsoever also happens in the third movie involving uh, Elle in college, so we kind of get back to this big whoop-dee-doo of college, and she gets success again because she's offered between Yale and Berkeley, which you can ask Sarah, and those are both really hard to get into, aren't they? I
1: think it was um, Harvard, actually, but uh, in essence, I know that both Harvard and Berkeley have about, like, a 13% acceptance rate.
0: I believe Harvard has a 6.5 and Berkeley has a Yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty low.
1: Uh, and Harvard's Ivy League, uh, clearly. But uh, since she is an in-state resident, I think there's, like, that, that guarantee that you'll be able to get into the University of California, Berkeley, because... Oh, you're an in state resident. But besides that, it's still a very, very selective school. And considering how much outside time they spend going to parties and.
0: Go karting. And go
1: karting and, go-karting and playing video games and.
0: Slushy contests. The, the 13th movie, the 13th, no, the third movie is just, it's a mockery to the average school system. I don't know why. I mean, can't Netflix just look at a regular society and think, maybe this kid has some qualities that are a little more interesting than the other, so let's make a show about that. It's relatable, it's normal, it's not overwhelming. I just
1: just don't think I'll ever get over the first movie.
0: In the first 30 minutes,
1: there is um, a serious display of sexual assault. And to the main character, which is obviously bad. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. And it's so derogatory, and you shouldn't have such actions displayed no matter what you're wearing.
0: Mind you, this is still a private school, so, you know. let it, forget
1: the private school thing. But still, the person who um, assaults her, essentially, who who hits on her, uh, she ends up Feeling very uh, attracted to, yes. which is just so unrealistic. Yeah,
0: it's it's not, not today. Sorry, just watching that scene made me cringe so hard. No
1: one, no one wants to get hit, and then. And then be like, "Oh yes, I love this person now."
0: Like, oh, interesting.
1: Usually, it's like, "Please, can I have a restraining order against this person?" Uh, I don't did want
0: he, the f- he didn't get detention or anything.
1: He did get detention, but yeah, like,
0: detention, quote unquote. Yeah. Detention
1: enough that you could just slip out of the classroom and not be noticed. So. Yeah,
0: which also doesn't make sense. Oh, and there's the annoying OMG girls, <laughs> which are just so nonsensical and there's a scene where they throw paint at each other which would really hurt because painting the idol really hurts i would know a lot but it's just so unrealistic and then we come to the epitome of unrealisticness the creme de la creme of netflix cringe the absolute monarch of badness that netflix has to offer And you know it's bad when it's ripped off of Wattpad. And we all know what's on Wattpad, and we don't like it. But they made a movie! Not one, two! And they're planning for a third, of course, movies off of this Wattpad series. And it is called, simply, After. Kind of.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The first one's called After, and then the other ones are essentially just whatever title
0: we can give it as long as it has after in it. Yeah, wait, well, you remember them, right? It's after... The... After we collided uh-huh. and then I don't
1: know the other ones.
0: It wasn't like Once Upon a After or something mm-hmm. or After Upon a Time. Or... They're really bad titles. They're really bad. Like, you know they're bad because the person who made them was on Wattpad when they made them. But After is this terrible show of representing college life pretty much. Or at least for this specific girl and guy which I don't remember the names of do you remember? Tessa and Hardin. Why do you, I don't know why you remember that. All I remember is the guy is played by the child who played Voldemort in the Harry Potter movies.
1: Why is that what you remember? Because
0: that's what you told me.
1: Yeah I know I told you that but why do you remember it?
0: Because I remember Minuscule details?
1: Sure. But not names, obviously. Yeah, but
0: they're Netflix characters, Sarah. They have no importance in my brain.
1: No, the first after movie came out in theaters.
0: Are you serious? I
1: saw it in theaters.
0: Oh, that's disappointing. I, I know. That is so... See... They did
1: really good advertising for it, but the movie itself wasn't good.
0: This is how our society is stooped. We, once we've put Wattpad movies into our theaters, everything just crumbled at the seams. But after is just uh, so bad. There's British talking guy who reads poems. Ooh, poems attractive. He's got blackish brown hair. He sits in a room and broods all the time. Ooh, every girl wants some of that. And then uh, what? He's
1: the he's the epitome of the bad boy who's actually really sensitive.
0: Yes. Oh, yes. He's probably the inspiration for it, Uh, kind of. But
1: (sighs) I think the questionable thing is uh, what I what I want to point out is do producers and movie writers know what common sense is? Cause in all of these movies there is this distinct lack uh, yeah. of common
0: sense. I, I can understand the theme of if you wanting to draw out the attention, make unrealistic scenarios. Of course the Mario Kart one again. Cause no one would ever let you do that. Ever. Ever. Yeah, it's anyway, flashy. Anyway, it's anyway, cool. anyway, yeah. It, but it's just yeah, common sense is something every movie should have. It really should. I mean, in this movie, um, uh, That's the least of all, for starters. A
1: college freshman female decides that it's a good idea to get in a car with essentially a stranger.
0: Yeah. Someone
1: who she's only met at a party.
0: Once. Oh, and in his room when he was reading books. Yeah,
1: when when this man broke into her room. um, Was
0: it the other way around? Kind of both.
1: Yeah, there was a break-in. It was not good. But she decides to get into a car with him. Uh because he asks oh so nicely. And he takes her to the woods. Better than that. He takes her to the forest and she goes with him. Like yeah, totally. Right right and then there's a, a quintessential lake. And nice, he's like comes. Beautiful swim. brown. <laughs> yes, it is.
0: <laughs> very brown. It's They sit on the dock and as you look out, you see brown water.
1: It, it's, it looks very polluted. It's it a little looks scary.
0: very, very polluted. Because for certain, there's no one else there. You would think it would be like, I don't know, a public lake, but it's not. It's just a brown lake. So that's a. Mm, fun.
1: I feel like if it was more realistic, there'd be a lot more.
0: CGI? Uh, no, no.
1: College students that were going there for.
0: Well, he said it's his special spot.
1: It's his, yeah. I don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to say, please never follow any person that says, I want to take
0: you to a special place, particularly if they have a British accent. And that special place happens to be the woods, and it also has to be a secluded lake that is brown for some reason, so of course you can't see the bottom of it. And if he tells you to get into the water or takes his shirt off to beckon you in, you probably know something bad's going to happen.
1: You're going to get drowned. But that's what
0: happens. (laughs) She's like...
1: There are 17 suitcases down there filled with human
0: bodies. Yeah. but For all we know, that probably could have happened. That's like the original cast. That's probably the original cast. Oh, gosh. But, yeah, it's just... And and, and then her her mother. Her mother is like, you're dating this guy. I'm going to take away your money. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they get the apartment they live together in, which is, like, an artist friend, someone, and that he's like, he's never like
1: house-sitting. Which is, like, I understand house-sitting, but, like, house-sitting for 18 months is not house-sitting. That's just concern and squatting. Yeah, pretty
0: much. He's, he doesn't even take care of the plants.
1: He doesn't.
0: Which is just sad. And then the second movie... They introduce one good character <laughs> who is the one good character. <laughs> I don't remember his name, but he's a business guy. The
1: quintessential of, one good character
0: that everyone laughs into. Well, then there's a, the, 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 the British boy's brother, hmm. he's pretty okay. Yeah, he's decent. But they don't use him enough. But um He's the love ooh. rival, ooh. Oh yeah. What is never what is never forget the fact that every one of these movies there's some kind of parental issues in this one the father's having parental issues and Lady Bird, parental issues in, uh, the,
1: in the kissing booth and to all the boys I ever loved it's
0: dead parents and and after
1: no the father was alive we found out like way later but we never meet him
0: no the the, the father was alive he gets remarried though Remember at the Christmas party, that no, 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 was no. really cringy. The
1: female main character's father is alive. The, uh, second movie, second movie. Okay,
0: you see, you see the point. The plot's so confusing in these things that we can't even string together the simplest of things.
1: I think we're just mashing all the cringe together.
0: But, but, Sarah, let me ask you legitimately: Is there any part of all the movies that we see seen mentioned except the boys' one that you legitimately liked?
1: that i legitimately
0: liked like you would watch that movie again for all the cringe just for that one scene was there something that drew you in was interesting
1: um no i think if i were to ever watch the movies again it would be because i need to remind myself at least my life has never turned to this yes
0: at least it will never be this bad it, 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 the movies exist to draw you in because they're bad. They're not good. They're not meant to be good. They're meant to be. It's like the Twilight series. Right, exactly. It's precisely that. Do you watch it for the hot shirtless guys and the, the pretty girls who are always the damsels in distress scenarios? But mm, it's, it's mm, makes my brain ache. But yeah, it's, that's it. It's. Mm
1: what I have to uh, acknowledge is that these movies are at least giving their characters flaws which is more than like like you know the Disney movies where all the characters are so kind except for you know obviously the the antagonist it does show a little bit of realism but that realism is lost in the impossibility of all the situations that they're thrown in.
0: Well, the flaws are... Even then, the flaws are too loose. Um, most of the flaws are just plain lack of common sense. That's, yeah, that's a flaw, but I mean... That's something you can easily amend for. When I say lack of common sense, I mean complete loss of it. But enough of the utter destruction of these shows... Netflix does offer a few, a few. The rarest of rare good shows out there. Such as um, uh, the Shrek musical. That's a classic. You like so Lord good. Farquaad? Listen to him sing. Um, shout out to my boys. Chef's on there. I'm not very happy about it though, because it's an edited version. So it's not the full thing. If you want to watch Chef, we'll buy the full thing. It is great. Wonderful movie, 10 out of 10. John Favreau makes everything wondiferous. It's mwah, like uh, butter on toast. I mean, you've seen something good on Netflix, right?
1: Um, I think there there are some okay stuff. I don't know if it's just my personal taste that likes it, or if it's
0: Netflix is just a two-sided coin. You have the chance of finding something and you have the chance of finding something good and that's the lesson here folks unlike all these crappy shows that we've been talking about we actually have a lesson we have a story a a meaning behind what we're saying we? the lesson yes oh it is netflix is really confusing and if you watch these shows during quarantine or whenever like we did you probably have the exact same feelings of why they're so weird and that's pretty much it <laughs>
1: Do you think our lives would have ended anywhere similar to the characters we watch if we didn't have a pandemic?
0: I pray. I pray to whatever's out there, that never happens. Because if I ever find myself in the scenario that I'm in a Netflix series, I'm going to run.
1: Especially if it's Attack on Titan.
0: Wait, they're making a live action?
1: No, but it's on Netflix, the show. And if you're in that, then... (laughs)
0: You're running. Yeah, everyone's running. It's a scary scenario. I am happy, though, that Netflix announced uh, they're making a live-action version of Cowboy Bebop, which is a show I hold dear. But also, that could be very bad. Most
1: live-actions turn out to be less than...
0: Favorable. Likeable. Yeah. Presentable. Likeable. Watchable. Watchable. I eat bowls you can add. Eatable. Drinkable. Did you just say eatable? Yes. You're going to stick with that. Yes. Okay. It Goodbye, is...
1: edible. It's it's eatable now. David decrees so.
0: Uh, have you ever spoken Davish before?
1: No, I haven't.
0: Davish is the language when you use words involving food, like um, sweet gooseberry biscuits or uh, bacon on toast or, you know, funny things like that.
1: Whippersnapper?
0: Yes. Or, um... Uh, yes um yes um that's pure davish right there you ever hear yes um that's davish i made it pad pended copyrighted, and slap that right on there that's davish right there you ever you yes um i hope i get a, a royalty in the mail anyway that, that's that's a, it Woo-wee. so ladies and gentlemen tonight or morning or whenever you listen to this please please i ask you one thing never watch these series unless you really want to experience the cringe and disappointment and the pure pain pain yes pain that these shows had to offer
1: my final message is don't pay attention in school especially
0: if you want to go to harvard Yep. because you'll most certainly get in totally get in they want your skills everyone knows that they want a person who you know, doesn't give any commitments whatsoever.
1: Who only knows how to party
0: <laughs> and look
1: at other people.
0: It's the most valuable skill in life, Sarah.
1: Uh, what, is, what is the motto? It's like, work hard, play hard. No work hard, just play hard.
0: Yes. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is David. And me. And me. Woo! We got another guest on. Uh, Say good night or good morning or whatever it might be when you're listening in or listening to this uh this is multimedia madness until next time folks